Hey, you're now loaded up for Think Rank with David Barry, the think tank for thinking rank. If it's on your mind, it's probably on his mind. So join Rank. We're all in this one together. Now here's your host, the reality of Rank, the bull god himself, David Barry. All right, so let's get started on this little puppy. I'm, uh, again, I'm David Barry. You're listening to Think Rank. This is my podcast. This is my podcast for people to come to that already think rank, need to be reminded to think rank, or need to learn to think rank. Either way, you was born to listen to me. Probably. I don't know. Maybe you wouldn't. But uh, anyway, all right, guys. So uh, monsterbull.com, that's my website. That's where you can go and get my schedules. That's where you can go and get uh, Think Rank Apparel, Monster Bull Apparel, Monster in the Making Apparel. And it's also where you can go and get my uh, podcast, just the audio version of my podcast. You can listen there. Uh, so that, you know, if you're driving down the road and you're bored as hell, fixing to fall asleep, and you need to... Uh, waste 20 minutes of your life you can always like look up one of my podcasts listen to those we are working on probably getting on spotify and uh as my dad would say broadcast uh my show from there and um but anyway kind of get some other uh platforms so that uh more more convenient uh for the um the listeners so um had a Battle of Locust Grove Bull Run last week turned out outstanding. It was amazing. Um, really good bull riding. Future of bull riding is, is bright. Uh, the kids that's coming up, outstanding. Um, love the bull riding kids. Love the bull riding kids. Sometimes their parents get to stay at home, but they love the bull riding kids. Um, open bull riding sucked. Um, Nobody rode. Uh, my 2000 guaranteed, nobody stayed on. They should have. It was the most evenly matched set of bulls I could put together. Uh, and, uh, can't bitch about that. So, but they should have stayed on and, uh, they did not. So nobody, uh, got paid. What else? Oh, uh, coach practice coming up at the end of the month, July 3031. There's been a hiccup on my website where you sign up that I think people have tried to go there. You might put that on the comments to that ad. Um, but people have tried to go there and sign up and it shows there's no more inventory, which means it was sold out. It will sell out, but it hasn't yet. There was a glitch in our deal. We didn't do some things right. So there is, there is spaces, there is spots. So. If you're interested in coming to see me at a coach practice, um, you can go to my website, monsterbull.com. And uh, where do they go to sign up as? They're, uh, like in the, in the store? In the store. You'd go to the store and uh, and and sign up there. And uh, so there is spaces for July 30, 31. $150 a day. You can come one day or you can come two. Um, so... What else? Was there something else I need? I was supposed to say? No, you're good. I was supposed to say. Nobody pays me to say nothing. But, uh, anyway. Practice, we got that fixed. Bull riding. Right. Bull riding's in the books. Battle of Locust Grove is in the history books. I love the crowd. I love, love, love the crowd. Um, it was outstanding. It was just a good night of, of bull riding. And, uh, family entertainment. And, uh, 
it was really good stuff. So, Holly, you're probably wondering why I got cowboy hat on. Yeah. Well, because I have a guest tonight that's a world champion bull rider, and I figured if I wore my cowboy hat, I'd make him feel more at home, more at peace, at, you know, more of his ability to talk to me and stuff like that. You know How what I'm saying? How about if we bring him on now and ask? Oh, yeah, okay. So my guest is Matt Austin, world champion bull rider. Uh, I'll get into more of that here in just a second, but I thought I'd wear my cowboy hat for Matt. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I bet Matt he'll see me. He'll be like, "You almost look like a bull rider if you cut your hair and lost like 150 pounds. <laughs> you well, look like a bull rider." <laughs> I'm trying to bring him on. It says so, I can't bring him on right now. Oh yeah. If okay. Nothing, if nothing else, we'll call that, him again. No doubt that happened last time too. But uh, uh, Matt could be shy. You know, I'm, I mean, he'd be like, "I'll talk to you, but I don't want to be seen with you." You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's people like that, right? And Matt might be like that. He might, might be like, I'll talk to you, David, but I just don't want to be seen with you, right? So you just never know, you know, about that. But Matt Austin, he's going to be our guest here in a minute. We're trying to pull him up on Facebook where you guys can see him, too. Um, our second attempt at this. But uh, we had a last week we had a huge response with Matt on online with me. Um, people just loved the hell out of him, and uh, which we was going to bring him on anyway because he's just a uh, just a load of information and uh, an, an amazing person. I don't know, you know, I have not personally met Matt. I've talked to him on the phone, um, and it's hard to get off the phone with him from my standpoint because he just loaded with this information, and and it reminds me of what lived inside of me and my 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 dream is or my dream my goal is for you got for this to 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 bring you to bring that into you guys that, that reminds you of what lives inside of you you know and that you're you're a badass also you know and uh but but uh then holly you notice my hat's not black you know right it's, it's kind of white kind of gray you know why because good guys wear these type of hats, you know what I'm saying? But they'll tell you that good guys can't win first, and I'm here to tell you they fucking can. You know what I'm saying? Um, so anyway, we're uh, we're still trying to bring Matt on. Um, I know you guys are listening to this podcast to listen to Matt, and unfortunately, you got to listen to me uh, for a minute, and then. Um, but I will chime in here in just a minute if I have to uh, start rocking and rolling. I can. I have a dozen topics that I would like to kick ass with and, and, and talk to you guys about. But right now, I really want to talk to Matt and just get that second half of his story that we, we, uh, you know, we ran along last week, cut off, and then we got repeat two. Again, it's round two, re-ride two, section two, bull rides two, buck and shoot two, Matt something Austin's two. Matt for you now. It, it, huh? We got it. Is he is he on? It it won't let him pick it up on his on the Facebook on his phone, but we're gonna do it like we did last week and just interview him over the phone. Okay, Matt, can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right. Well, listen, I I've told everybody that that uh, that you didn't mind talking to me. You just didn't want to be seen with me, and that's <laughs> <laughs> how you been, man. Man, I've, we've been good. Just working. It's been been hot down here, but uh, turn that up a little bit. Are y'all dry or just hot? Yes, sir. We're we're dry too. We need we need some rain. You know our pastures are, are pretty pretty dry. There's been lots of hay baiters around here struggling with with baiters catching on fire and all that stuff. Oh wow! But, uh, you know we're gonna make it anyways. Oh no doubt. Hey, can everybody hear Matt? Okay, is, is that? I mean, 
can everybody, somebody say yes, no? Can everybody hear Matt okay? Um, so, because I, I, to me, I don't hear him as well as I did last week. Well, let, let me do something different there, David. Hang on a second. Hang on. up on them hearing him. Okay. I mean, I just want to hear, I just want to make sure, because he, he's the deal. He, he's he's my guy. He's the guy. He's the guy. Can y'all hear me better this way? Oh, hell yeah. Okay, okay. We'll try it this way. Okay. What, what, what was you, what, I want to even ask, what was you, all right, never mind. All right, so, good deal. So, it's dry in Texas? Yes, sir, really dry. It's, uh, we, we need, we need lots of rain. Grass is dying, and, uh, we haven't had no rain in, in a while, and, yeah. I talked to my buddy, uh, Jake. We go on a dove hunt down there in South Texas every year. A bunch of us four hours get together. Uh, and they hadn't, he lives in Pleasanton and they farm and stuff. And he said they hadn't had no rain and shoot like uh, since October or something. They've just had a little bit. No, you know, since October? Yeah. Holy yeah. smokes. Dude, those guys down there will be burning the thorns off the cactus again quick. Holly, you can take yeah, that, take yeah, that over that, there. You're that, good. And, and I didn't know they'd do that. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Jake Rackwitz, he put on this, we, I guess a couple of years, about four years ago, we, uh, my buddy Robbie Walt, Robbie Condra and stuff, we got together, and me and Jake and Robbie and Jeremiah, a bunch of us old guys used to ride bulls, we'd go down there on a, on a dove hunt every year, just kind of, and the first year we went down there, we was out there riding on one of his lease places, and he, he had them torch burners, and he said, yeah, we'll burn them, we'll burn them, uh, thorns off them cactus for them cows to eat, you know, and he's telling me how much nutrition those cactus and stuff had in them, so that's pretty, pretty cool. Wow! You so you burn you burn uh, the the what the thorns or the? Yeah, I had the, a friend that tell me they take like a flamethrower and they burn the thorns off the cactus and the cattle eat the cactus in. How about that? Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll take like them torch burners and go down there and, and burn all them thorns off them them uh, cactuses and them cows eat them them cactuses and and it was funny because when we was riding around down there, some of them cows you know they'd already been eating it with the thorns on it. They'd have all thorns in their mouth and everything. It's, it's pretty cool looking. Look like they got hit by a porcupine or something, huh? Yes, sir. Huh? Yes, sir. <laughs> well, I kind of burn, yes, burn the needle off the, the cactus so the cactus. That's almost like dinner around here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I just goes. To, I just goes to show you that a cow, the try that a cow has itself. You know, it'll, go, it'll eat anything to get a little nutrition. You know. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Outstanding. Well, Matt, man, I'm glad you came back on with me, man. Um, usually most people around me is just one and done, you know, but I'm glad you're, you're like, hey, I can do this again and re-ride, you know, or something like that, you know. Awesome. Hey, we can do it every Wednesday. It don't bother me, though. You know, I, you know, I, I mean, you've been talking, David, and, you know, I, I love your stories and, and love talking to you, getting to know about people. And, you know, that's one one good quality that God gave me is, is I love people. You know, I love trying to influence and encourage and just yeah. – just, talk to people you know i'm that's like my daughter she's got a lot of of me in her i mean i remember a couple months back with that with that dollar store and there's a guy he had a dog in his truck and she sat there and talked that dog that guy about that dog for about an hour you know she ain't gonna meet no stranger neither am i (laughs) that's outstanding so so i think yeah so so i got deflated there for a minute because when we first when we first kind of started talking i thought Damn, you know, I mean, Matt Austin's giving me the time of day. That's all. That's badass. And then, and then you said, "No, it's a gift, man. I love people." <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, I don't you want know, to feel I, special I just there. Guy, David, you know, I, 
I, I put my pants leg on one leg at a time, just like everybody else. Oh hell! Well, I you know, but you don't ride bulls like a lot. You're you're one of the greatest and the best, and 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 you've got buckles to prove it, and and the history books to prove it. And last week we uh, where we left off was basically you just win in every huh? just win in every fucking thing there was to win. You know, um, mm-hmm. I mean, no doubt, but. This week, I want to talk about, Matt, I want to, I want to hear your stories. And, and, and you told me a story the other day while I was on the phone. I want to bring it into somewhere. You know, I don't know where it's going to fit in this conversation, but I want you to tell me about that, 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 uh, bull calf that used to be a roping calf. But, um, so, but tell me, so, so Holly, Holly, how, how did you name this podcast? Like, um, round, Matt Austin round two after the win. After the win. And, and, and so, wins, yeah, yeah, wins, yeah. And so, um, I remember like one time I was riding at Mesquite, Texas, you know, and you could always get on TV at Mesquite, right? And, uh, and, and, and be 68 points and still be like getting an interview with, with, uh, <laughs> with, uh, Pam, you know. But, uh, so, but anyway, I remember one time on one of them deals, Donnie gave, every day, very, he ain't gonna be no flash in a pan. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie's like, fuck, I, I got to eat crow. But anyway, I want to hear about you. I want to hear about your win or yours after your, um, after winning the world, after just having a, 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 an amazing year, just winning everything. Okay. In 2005, just winning everything. Tell me about 2006 and, and move forward with that with me. Well, you know, 2006, you know, I just, I, I kept the same attitude and, and, and the same goals that, you know, I, I wanted to do it again. And, and, uh, you know, there, there's kind of this relaxed feeling knowing that, that, hey, you're, you're the champ, you know, but, you know, it's something my dad always told me, you know, them, them, you got to prove yourself every time. And somebody asked me one time, says, well, he is a world champion. I said, yeah, I said, I was a world champion for about two weeks. And they said, what do you mean? I said, well, I said, by the time I got my buckle in January, and I said it was 2006, and I said my buckle said 2005, you know, so I, I, I got to be a world champion for about two weeks. Two you weeks, know, I, yeah. And it was always, you know, that's something that my dad instilled in me, you know, you got you to gotta prove yourself every time. And, you know, 2006 started out uh, really good, too. You know, that, that was probably the first year that I really had a good good winter run, too. Uh, I ended up winning second at San Antonio. Uh, I won Extreme Bulls at San Antonio. Matt, is it San uh, I still Antonio? Got bucked off at Houston four times in a row. <laughs> Matt, is it, is it Matt? Is it San but, Antonio or San Antonio? Uh, some people call it San Antonio. Some people call it San Antonio. I always call it San Antonio. Well, us Okies call it San Antonio. <laughs> San Antonio, but uh, right, you know, and, and, and I just kept the kept the same attitude and, and the same mindset, and the same focus, you know. And uh, I won and placed at a lot of the big rodeos. I went second at Tucson, uh, second at San Angelo. Uh, I think I went second at Salinas for the for the second time. You know, that's one rodeo that I always wanted to win, but I never did get to win. Beautiful buckle. Everything, but I, I kept the same mindset and the same focus. Uh, still doing the same things, but I would I upped it a little bit more as far as like my my workout routine and, and getting on practice bulls and and uh, and, and just uh, 
just that same attitude. And then I kind of had a little at uh, Lovington, not Lovington, New Mexico, one of the rodeos out in New Mexico. I ended up tearing like some or straining some ligaments in my hand. I'd had a bull uh, that come from Hal Burns called Vertical Limits, and he was a fucking son of a gun. And I'd actually rode him at Tufts deal earlier that year, and uh, it was at Clovis, New Mexico. And he, he just kind of balled me up on top of my hand. I, I strained some ligaments in my hand, and I had to set out. Of, I had to set out a couple of weeks and kind of do some rehab on my hand and stuff because I, I, I didn't have no strength in there. And uh, but now, did you have the lead in the world then? What's that? Did you have the lead in the world then? Yes, sir. Yes, okay. sir. I, I still had, a, I had 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 the lead in the world then, and that was the first year. Like it, you know, I jumped out of there and everything. You know, I, I got off to a big lead again. You know, right. I was probably about forty thousand ahead of, of, of second at at that point. Okay. And uh, so I, I set out a couple weeks, and uh, and I, then I I went to uh, Fort Smith and all that right for the summer run and all that, and it was still bothered me, and it, and it was kind of disheartening because I had to turn out a Reno, I had to turn out the Extreme Bulls and all that because my hand was messed up. You know, okay. And, uh, but I, I didn't let it bother me. I did, I did, you know, rehab on my hand, just doing these exercises and stuff, and was planning for a good fourth. And uh, you know, got back out there and just, you know, like I never, never missed a lick. I went to winning again, and and uh, everything was going good. And uh, uh, ended up going back to Cheyenne, had a chance to win it again, and then kind of, kind of hurt. Uh, I got bucked off and. When I did, I, I remember getting bucked off of Cheyenne. I was just kind of depressed, you know. And we went to Oklahoma City and uh, uh, to the Extreme Bulls there. And uh, I kind of I got bucked off a couple. But we'd went to Dodge City before, and I made a decent ride. I kind of hung on the side. But I kind of got I kind of got to doubting myself at the time. I was kind of like just kind of tired, in a sense, and burnt out. And I remember... I was going to go home after Oklahoma City, and I called back just to see if I made the short round at Dodge City, and I made the short round. And uh, I had Wardance, and he was a bucking bull of the year. Of course, he threw me off in 04, and, and Wardance, he's a bucking dude. And I'm laying there in the in the hotel there at, at Oklahoma City, and I was like, man, I'm, you know, my confidence is kind of down. And, you know, I was like, man, I'm not going to go back to Dodge City and you know, get bucked off or this. I said, I'm just going to go home. And I was talking to that my buddy that, that drove for us, old Brad, and I said, man, I'm not going to Dodge City. He said, yeah, you're going to Dodge City. And he said, you're going to ride that son of a buck. So we, we leave Oklahoma City and drive back to, to Dodge City. And, and, of course, you know, I'm, I, I've never had any doubt before then, but I was just kind of like, I, I guess in a way I was just kind of getting burned out and, and, and uh, my confidence just wasn't there. And I remember we get to Dodge City that night. And I go back there and look at War Dance, and he's he's one of the bigger plumber bulls. You know, he's got a big old back on him, and he's kind of mean and stuff. And I was kind of intimidated. And uh, there's an old cowboy preacher there. He used to go to Cheyenne and all that stuff. And what was that guy's name? What was uh, – Holly, you remember him? Uh, holy smokes. I know who you're talking about, though. And, and, Coy. And Coy. When we got to Dodge City Coy. that night, was, was, Matt, was, was it Coy? Go ahead. Was it Coy? 
No, it, it, it wasn't Coy Huffman. It, it, it was just, it was, uh, I can't remember what this guy's name was, but he was, uh, Cody Custer. And, and, he was, and I say a cowboy preacher, but he wasn't a cowboy really. He, he, he would be at Cheyenne and he was big on, you know, he'd have the, he'd have the, the anointing water and all that. And, and, uh, but I always seen him at Cheyenne and like in Kansas rodeos, and he is the nicest guy. And I think he kind of lived out of his car too. He had like an old Cadillac and stuff. But he was just, a, I mean, he was, a, he was a, doing the work that God called him to do. And and I remember that night there at, at Dodge City, he was preaching. and He was preaching about faith and having faith is as big as a mustard seed, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. And and I remember hearing that, and I, I said, well, I, I have no reason to doubt. And I walked over to him after he. He, he did a sermon, and, and uh, I said, hey, you got any of that mustard seed on you? He said, yeah, yeah. So he had some mustard seed, and I said, pour me some. He poured me some, and I put that mustard seed in my pocket, you know. <laughs> and uh, I remember I got on war dance that night. Of course, as soon as I got in the in the shoot, you know, all the, I had all the confidence in the world again. And, and uh, man, war dance did buck that night. He turned back right there in the gate to the left, and I mean, just just bucking and, and backing up. And I mean, he, and, and war dance was a big old, I mean, he was a big plumber bull because and you felt the power that he had but he yeah i mean david he turned back right there and he did buck and i and i rolled the crap out of him i think i was 92 on him and old burt davis he was the he was the barrel man that night and it was so funny of course i did most fist bump and all that stuff and burt run over there and give me high five and then he got down on all fours and i got on him and he's acting like he was bucking <laughs> and i was riding him and, you know it, it was a good time but you know it, if I'd let that self doubt take over, you know, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't, have, I would have went home. You know, I wouldn't have got on yeah. that night and made it, made it history making ride. And, and uh, I either won Dodge, I think I won Dodge City or won second that year. Okay. But, uh, so after that, you know, uh, just go back, you know, my confidence is back high again. And, and, uh, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, everything's back rolling. And, uh, wasn't worried, just going and winning and, and just trying to enjoy life. And, and, uh, uh, I remember I still had the extreme bulls finals and all that. And I, I was leading that. I was winning the CBR at the time. Also the championship bull riding. And I'd won that the previous year in 05. And, uh, I always entered Liberty, Texas there in October. And, uh, and, and Liberty's a long rodeo and it's kind of, it, it's kind of in the winter, and, it, and down there in South Texas, it's either going to be cold or hot. And I always uh, warmed up a lot before I rode. No far stretching and 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 uh, all that stuff, because that's something that my dad taught me. You know, you're going to want to be limber. Well, I no remember doubt. I was there at, at uh, Liberty, and uh, I got I, I warmed up a lot. Well, the rodeo is real long, and I just kind of just sitting back there and just waiting on the rodeo to start or to get to the bull riding and i just had a just pretty good little old bull and i just kind of remember you know it's funny how you remember things i, I kind of remember that night at liberty and just sitting on the back of the bucket shoots and, and i was just kind of in a way i just i was kind of burned out i wanted to be home in a way but uh well that night that Matt, just kicked me... out of there and, and turned back to the left and when he did it felt like there was a softball in my right leg that rolled up to my groin and it and exploded. Oh, and when that when that happened, I just hit the ground and I didn't know what was going on. I couldn't walk. I was like half paralyzed. And so the girl I was dating at the time, they they took me to the hospital there in Liberty, 
they didn't know what was going on. So they drove me from Liberty to Conroe. And uh, we get to Conroe, and, of course, I told some people, hey, call, call Tandy if y'all can get a hotel. Well, we get to we get to Conroe to the hospital. Well, they was fixing to do surgery on me because they thought I had a hernia. And uh, then the girl I was dating at, at the time, her dad busted in and said, "No, I mean they was just to do surgery on me." He busted in there and said, that "Y'all don't, y'all don't do anything." And he had talked to Tandy, and Tandy already knew what had happened. So I went and seen Tandy, and I had tore my growing completely from the bone. I, I ripped it off the bone. Ooh. And uh, so I, I go to Tandy uh, that day. And of course, that's exactly what what had happened. Of course, he, you know, Tandy's the best sports medicine doctor there is, and he had knew what had happened. And, uh, so I said, well, what's my options? And, and I, this was October. So I had, uh, this first October, so I had about a month and a half before the, before the finals started. And yeah. I, there were still extreme bulls finals and I still had the CBR finals and all that. And uh, I had, I had about a $60,000 lead over second place at the time. And, and Tandy said, well, you got two options. He said, uh, we can do surgery. He said, you're going to be out for four months four to six months or he said uh or we can do rehab and we can tape it and try to ride at the finals and i said well i said well let's let's do rehab okay so i ended up missing extreme bulls finals and uh i still had a big enough lead in the cbr that i was i was crowned the the, the cbr champion that year nobody was able to to, to catch me there at the, the finals such so two years so, in a row What's that, David? That's two years in a row for the CBR. Yes, sir. Okay, yes, sir. Yep. Yes, sir. So I I, I was uh, at the house for for a month and a half and just you know doing it rehab. I was going to therapy five times a week and and uh, doing everything I could to strengthen it. And uh, so the day before the finals, you know, uh, of course I was out there kind of riding a horse and just you know Dad had me doing some stuff to just try to kind of be ready, you know. Right. And so I got on two little bulls before I left the, the house, and uh, I rode them, and I rode them good. But when I got off, it, like right up where my groin is above my private part, it's it swelled up, and it swelled up like the size of a softball down there. Oh man! So all we get to, we go all the way to Vegas, and, and of course I ice it the whole time, and and you know I, I, I'm trying not to think about the injury. You know I'm 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 thinking you know I I can tough this out for ten rounds. I I can. I can tough this out. You're the reigning world champion showing up in yes, Vegas. Sir. Yep. Yeah, rain, I was reigning world champion, and I, you know, I had a, I think I had a fifty thousand dollar lead over second going in, and uh, you know, but I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about the pain or, or this and that. I was thinking about, you know, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go win, and so I laid in the camper all the way to, to Vegas and ice and everything. Of course, I can't walk very good. And, and so we, we get to, we get to, to Vegas and uh, I drew a, a good bull of Raptor G's in the, in the first round and uh, I rode him. I ended up placing third in the round, but I couldn't I couldn't hardly walk and get away, so I'd have to ice it. And of course, they had me taped from my from my knee all the way up to my groin and cross tapes and everything else. <laughs> well, the second round was was uh, the rank pin. And usually the rank pins further on in, like the fifth round or so. Yeah, yeah. But I drew a I drew a bull I'd seen all year of Hal Burns called Cooper, and Cooper was a bucking son of a gun, you know. And of course, anytime I draw one of those bulls that hadn't been ridden or bucked, you know, I, I was looking forward to it. Yeah. And uh, 
Cooper, he was kind of hard to get out on. He was bucking in there, and I had to re-pull once or twice, and, and he was just kind of hard to get out on. But I was going to make sure, you know, every time I entered, I was going to make sure I had the, the right shot. And uh, But he, he bucked me off pretty quick. But I think all the time he spent bucking in there, of course, when he got off, I was hurting worse. I would ended up tearing my uh, abdominal muscle in my stomach. Uh, they call it like a sports hernia, but I, I, t- I ripped my abdominal wall on my stomach where your guts uh, try to push through. Too, so that might be wrong with me, Matt. That might be wrong with me. Why I got a belly, <laughs> I, Holly? I may have a sports. Uh, what you? I, I think I'm getting that way. You know, but, <laughs> I got a sports. As I get older, and everything else less I care about. You know, <laughs> Holly, take me to a doctor. I know what's wrong with me. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I remember laying there at, after the second round in the sports medicine room, and you know they're basically telling me I was done. You know. And I was, I remember crying and everything else, but I remember my dad come down there and, and he, he kind of told me, he said, you, you're, you're done. You, you, you've done enough. And, uh, you know, so I had to, I had to watch the rest of the rodeo and, uh, I watched eight more rounds. Oh, you had to watch eight more rounds. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. And, and it was, it was, uh, you know, it was kind of depressing because I wanted to be riding and I wanted to bounce, but I couldn't. And uh, but I didn't, I didn't really let everything bother me. I ended up, I think, I ended up fourth or fifth in the world that year, and just get get on two bulls. But we left there, and and uh, me and my driver Brad, and we drove. All, we had to go all the way to Philadelphia to have that surgery because there was only like three guys in the United States that could do that surgery. And wow. the same guy that worked on Donovan McNabb, that football player, he was the same guy that did my surgery. So we was, I was looking at the upside of things because yeah. all the way driving there, of course, I'm hurt and everything else. And Brad said, we're going to get us a real Philly cheesesteak, you know. <laughs> so that's what we looked forward to all yeah. the way there was getting a real Philly cheesesteak. We get all the way there and it really wasn't that good. <laughs> it was a bad thing. I said, I can get a better one of these at Texas Rangers <laughs> Stadium. <laughs> Holy hell. Oh, yeah. But uh, we, we go back and, and, of course, you know, I'm, I'm looking at returning maybe uh, – mid-season in 2007 so uh uh i had surgery and and was just hanging around the house you know helping my dad and was bucking bulls and we had a bunch of little young two-year-olds we was working with and everything and i'd had that torn acl from uh 2004 and i remember it was about two weeks before i was supposed to go back to riding and i was I was working them young bulls in the shoot and stuff and i remember falling off the back of the bucket sheets there at the arena, I dang, I tore all the meniscus in my knee. So <laughs> two two I, weeks well, before you fix, well, you're going to crack back out. You tear your knee. Yes, sir. Yeah, two weeks before I was going to crack back out, I tore I tore the rest of my knee up. So <laughs> I, I go see Tandy, and, and sure enough, he said, "Well, you 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 tore all the meniscus in there." He said, "We're going to have to do surgery because at this time I couldn't, I could barely walk." So okay. I said, well, how long am I looking at? He said, you're looking at six to eight months. So I said, well, here goes 2007. And so, uh, I, I, we go have surgery on it. And of course, I'm, that was probably the most awfulest surgery I ever had in my life. I remember waking up in the, in the, uh, recovery room and they had my knee in the, like this bended, they had it strapped down and they had it in this bending machine that constantly bent it. Ooh, and ooh. that was the worst feeling I'd ever felt in my life. That's that what you woke up to? 
Go ahead, David. That's what you woke up to? Is this machine bent in your knee? Yeah, yeah, out of surgery because it keeps that mobility in it, but it's got two straps on my, my thigh and two straps around my, my calf muscle and stuff, and it's constantly just bending. You know, you can adjust the speed on it. Huh. And I actually, I actually had to live in that thing for about three weeks. You know, when, when I wasn't, if I was out of the bed, if I wasn't in bed, I had to be wearing that. Or when I was in bed, I had to be wearing that thing. Wow. And uh, that was the most god awfulest thing I'd ever experienced in my life. No and doubt. Of course, uh, I've had uh, so many surgeries in my life, and, and I don't think I've ever counted to 10, you know, when they put that... that anesthesia on you you know i never made it to 10 but that's the worst thing like to this day i still hate cold weather it could we could be working where i work and it'd be 110 degrees outside and i got the air conditioner off in the winter road down because all that <laughs> that that cold stuff just comes back to me you know oh huh, wow wow yeah so anyways i'm i'm out for the rest of the year so you know <laughs> and, and the whole time i'm out you know i'm thinking about riding and you know, thinking, well, if I'm going to get to come back or if I'm going to ever get to ride again or if I'm going to, if I do come back, am I going to come back as good or this and that? You know, there's a lot of self doubt just kind of creeping in on me and stuff like that. Right. And, you know, I kind of got to question my goals and all that stuff. And, and, uh, you know, so about November, I get released to ride again and I'm getting on some practice bulls there at the house and, of course, at this time too, my I'd always rode air bulls. You know, I'd walk around with my chest bowed out and just getting that form riding in air bulls. Well, my dad had he had seen something later on after that. So about the fourth bull I get on, he steps on me and breaks my ankle. So here I'm out for another two months with a broke ankle. All right, so hang on, hang on, Matt. So this is '05. We win the world. 06, this is 07. Yes. That you haven't, you're not competing. You have surgery. You're out of all, all of 07. November of 07, you're cracking back out. You're just getting on some practice bulls. You get stepped on, break an ankle. Yes, sir. Outstanding. How about that shit? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, and then it's kind of, you know, it's kind of disheartening because it's like, okay. You know what's going on, but you know that's just that's that's part of it. You know, is the injuries and everything. So, but I'm not I'm not gonna let it I'm not gonna let it deter me. You know, so I get I get but two months off. I'm I'm back and and I had a buddy over in in uh, Sulphur Springs and yeah he was having a little buck house, a little ministry deals and all that stuff. And he's like, yeah, come over sometime. We got some good bulls. So I said, yeah, I'll come over there sometime. So I get a uh, I get released rides. So I said, well, I'll just go over to Casey's and get on some bulls. So I go over there and 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 he said, hey, get on this bull. He's good. He's around the right. You know, doesn't hook or nothing like that. He's just a good bull. So I get on him and he's he was actually a son of Tony Lama Boots. They called him Tony. He was just a big brindle, just turned back just good yeah and uh and i ride him and and of course the bullfighters are trying to get him out of it of course he's not jumping out of it and uh i could always get off better away from my hand than in my hand yeah well uh he's turning back to the right and won't jump out of it so i go to get off away from my hand when i do my my hand didn't come out of my rope and my right leg catches on my arm and i hyperextend my elbow (laughs) 
and I'm like, geez. So I, I didn't think much of it at the time, you know. So I got on some more bulls and, and you know, a couple jumps, and boom, they get it straight, and I couldn't lift. So I went and seen Tanya. He said, yeah, you got hyperstended, you got some bone spurs and all that. He said, we're going to scope it. So he, 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 he scoped my elbow, and he said, well, you're going to have to sit out a few months. And this is already 2008. I yeah. said, okay. So I set out and uh, get everything, try to get everything as healthy as I can be. And uh, so then I entered Clovis, California and all those rodeos, and I started, I started, I uh, <clears throat> was doing pretty good. Yeah. And uh, right before I left for Clovis, I thought, well, I'm going to get on some practice bulls. So no. I, I had this bull I called Frankie, and I, and I called him Frankie. I named him after that kid on Sling Blade. You know, he was the kid's name was Frankie. He was just kind of slow and, you know, kind of witty, but he was real slow. And that's kind of how Frankie was. He just kind of had this dope look about him. But he was just, didn't hook, just kicked out of there and turned back. Well, for some reason that day, Frankie decided he was going to have a trip from hell. And uh, he turned back to... What's that, Holly? I said, dang, Frankie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Frankie, he turns back that day, and he's, I mean, he's around the ride, and he's bucking. And it's just me and Casey and his dad out there. And, of course, I ride him, and I go to get off, and once again, Frankie's not jumping out of it. So I said, well, I'm just going to get off away from my hand. Well, about the time I jump to get off away from my hand, he jumps back underneath me. He steps right on the side of my head. Steps on my free arm and breaks my freaking elbow. <laughs> so they they rushed me to Sulphur Springs to the ER there, and you know I don't I don't guess that doctor really knew too much. I'd really hate to be dying and go to Sulphur Springs and you probably just gonna die because they didn't know much. So I, I get there and he's like, "Well, I don't know what's wrong with it." I'm like, "Really." I, but I was like, "You got any pain medicine?" <laughs> so, and this was on a this was on a Saturday evening. So, I, I hung around the next two days, and because I didn't want to, bother, I knew I was going to call Tandy, but I didn't want to bother him on the weekend. Of course, being Tandy, the person that he is, he wouldn't have cared, you know. But I wasn't I wasn't going to be that. So Monday morning, I get up and I call Tandy and, and tell him what happened, and and, uh, and uh, he says, "Well, come up here and we'll X-ray it." And he X-rayed it. He said, "Well, you broke it." He said, uh, come in tomorrow, uh, and, and we'll, uh, we'll do surgery. He said, we're going to have to put a, a plate and screws in there. And this was probably about, I don't know, uh, April, May, about May, into May okay. of, of 2008. Oh, so, wait, yep. <clears throat> I go in there and I have surgery. He puts a plate and 10 screws in there. And, uh, he, he put me in this brace. It went all the way from my wrist up to my arm. And, uh, he says, well, come back in two weeks, and, and, and we'll take an x-ray of it. And I said, okay. So I went back two, two weeks, and he x-rayed it and said, well, everything looks like it's healing good. He said, I'm going to unlock this brace. He said, it's going to give you a little bit of mobility. He said, you're only going to get about two to three inches mobility right now. I said, okay. And he said, well, I'm going to go on vacation. I'm going to be gone for two weeks. But he said, set you up an appointment for uh, two weeks after that, and and we'll we'll check it out again. I said okay. Of course, you know I'm I'm looking to go back to riding and everything else. So, well, the very next day after I, I had that visit with Tandy, <laughs> my buddy called me. He's like, "Hey man, can you help me come work some cows?" Oh no! And I said, well, <laughs> I, said <laughs> I said, "Well, Levi, I said I don't know how much help I'll be. I said I'm in this this brace and and uh uh." 
He said, well, we just got to sort some, some cows and load some calves. And I said, okay. So we get over there, and we, we do a bunch of sorting. We worm some cows and everything. We went. He sorted off a bunch of cows he was going to sell. And uh, we went to loading that trailer, and he was on one gate. We had a, it was a butterfly gate trailer. He's on one side, and I was on the other. And I was just kind of pushing with my right arm and just kind of had my left arm up there, you know, just kind of pushing. Well, I'd be dang, that cow kicked that freaking gate when it did. It hit me in that left arm, and I mean, my fist hit me in the face, and it broke that brace. And I mean, I hit the ground, and I went to swallow like a baby. I said, oh, no. I mean, it, it, what it felt like, David, was one of those screws that was in my arm had drilled into a nerve. That's what it felt like. Yeah, it was, it was so awful. Oh, my gosh. Besides hitting so, yourself in the face. <laughs> What's that? I said, besides hitting yourself in the face. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I'm hurting. Man, I, I'm, I'm laughing, but I feel you, man. Some, he had me some pain medicine, and I crawled over, and I think I might have jugged that whole bottle of pain medicine at the time, you know? And, uh, of course, the next day I woke up, and it wasn't really swollen, and it kind of felt fine. And I was like... And I went to think, well, maybe just that's what happened. Maybe one of them screws just hit a nerve, you know. So yeah. I take the brace off, and for the next two weeks, I'm fishing and mowing, and you know, <laughs> this thing feels good. You know, I'll be ready to go back to riding. So yeah. <laughs> the time rolls around to go back for my my appointment, and I, I roll in there to Tandy's office without that brace, and I could see the look on his face, and he's like, "What happened?" I said, oh, nothing. I feel good. You know? <laughs> he said, no, what happened? And I told him, he said, well, come in here and let's x-ray it. So he x-rayed it. And he said, man, now I want to tell you. He said, you broke it again. <laughs> so when that cow, when that cow kicked that gate, I ended, I, I rebroke that son of a gun. <laughs> so, so he said, well, we'll come in for surgery. So I come in two days later for surgery and, uh, I said, you know what? I said, after this heals up, I said, I'm just going to take the rest of the year off. And just just let everything heal. And so, you know, and, and in this whole time, you know, I'm not getting a ride. I'm riding. I'm hurt. I'm this and that. You know, I, I kind of kind of doubting what I'm going to do or, Matt, you know. Hang, yeah. hang on. So I got two questions. Yes, sir. One, did, did Tandy ever just uh, prescribe milk to you? No, oh, I wish you would. I drink more milk now than I did when I was old. Second, so how old are you? How old are you in 05 when you win the world? I was 23, I believe. Okay, so you're in mid 20s right now and just breaking every bone in your body doing the evil Knievel thing. Had you had that kind of stuff before that? No, David. You know, I, I, I never, I never, uh, I never had those kind of injuries or, or anything happen. And you know, that kind of goes back to, you know, when you're riding bulls, you know, you that's your life, and you don't think it's never going to end. You know, and eventually, no doubt. it's going to end. You know, everything that we do in life, you know, whether it's, you know, there's a, there's a point in life we're not going to be able to do something anymore. But you don't right. ever think about that. No doubt. Yeah. You know, and then I went to thinking about, you know, of course, that time I was, uh, when I got hurt, you know, after that, that second elbow surgery, you know, I just kind of quit, went to questioning, you know, uh, what am I going to do? You know, this is all I've ever done my whole life. You know, you, you, you know, am I going to get to ride anymore? Cause you, you, you love it and you don't want it to end. 
you know, it, it's it's one of those things that... <clears throat> was you starting you, you to think you, that it might be over, Matt? Sir? Was you starting to think that maybe it's over? I, I was in a way, David, and, and but I didn't want it to be. I was still young. I was late 20s, you know, and I, yeah. I, I didn't want it to be over. And, and uh, you know, but it was kind of like, you know, what am I going to do if not? Because if you... You do it from the time you're eight years old, it kind of becomes your identity, you know, and... Well, what a way to put that. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and, but it's like everything. There is life after whatever it is that you do. I mean, whether it's riding bulls for 30 years or roping or whatever, there there is life afterwards. Let let me ask you this. Was there an... Okay, so so the, the... Tandy fixes you back, puts I mean, put you back together. Go from there. Was there another major injury, or did you start? When did you? Re, uh, was there another major? Because was there another injury, or did you? When did you just say, you know what, I'm going to? And I think me and you talked about this, but did you ever just retire, or did you just quit entering? No, I, I just quit entering, David, and. Uh, I guess, you know, 2008, I said, you know, I'm, I'm just going to heal up and, and start over fresh the next year. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah. of course, I, I was kind of having the, you know, I was like, you know, I really don't want to go as hard anymore. You know, just kind of put around in this mat. And, and, of course, I was going to some amateur rodeos and just some little open bull ridings and some stuff around the house. And, uh, you know, because I, I really didn't, at the time, I didn't really have a desire to, to go as hard or, or to, to win another world's title and then uh i got a call one day and and the pbr had actually was going to do a team deal and they let the top uh i think it was 10 or 15 guys in the in the pbr they let them they let them pick uh a partner and they was going to do a a two-man team deal and they was going to have like several different events and then have a uh a big finals there in uh guthrie so i get a call one day and it's Cody Lowe's show and he said hey man you heard the good news and I said no what's going on he said well you're on my team and I said well what team is that you know I didn't know what this was going on he said well the PBR had made this this team deal and they let the top 10 guys pick a teammate and he's gonna you know have this team bull riding deal so Cody picked me on his team and uh of course the 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 very the very first event we went to in Paso Robles, California. And, of course, you know, after having those injuries and not riding as much as I, I was or, or, you know, I, there was a lot of self-doubt going on. And uh, we get to Paso Robles, and the way they did that thing, it was it was uh, four bulls. Each guy got on two bulls. And Cody was our team captain, so he picked who was going to go first. So the way he picked it, Cody was going to ride first, then I was going to ride, then him. And then if we made it to the short round, I'd get on the short round bull. So Cody Cody made a really good ride, and he was like, I don't know, 85 or 86 points. And then I fell off this bull that uh, I think uh, my daughter could have rode. You know, it was kind of, <laughs> wow. you know, here I am with on, on the PBR stage kind of deal. And, yeah. And uh, so and then Cody makes another good ride, and, and, and we make the short round. And, uh, and I drew a bull, Judd LaFuse. I can't remember what that bull's name was, but he hadn't been rode at the time. And, uh, you know, I remember just kind of having doubt going through my head at the time and all that. And, and I remember getting to shoot that and I said, I know, I remind myself, I know how to ride bulls. I've done it my whole life. 
and uh, ended up riding this sucker and was like 88 points and we went we went to 25,000 and and uh you know I'm kind of kind of rocking along so we go we go to uh the next team deal and uh and they had it in Pueblo, Colorado and I ride a bull of, of Lufkin and Ranches at the time they called Derringer. And he was a little bitty bull, but he was a bucking son of a gun. I mean, around the right and leaping up in the air and turning back. And we ended up second there. Well, that gave me enough money to get seated on, on tour. So, uh, the next weekend after that was the, uh, the, the <clears throat> team deal finals there in Guthrie. Of course, we didn't have a good finals and, and, uh, I, we didn't win no money, but, uh, I got to get on tour. So my first event was Nashville, Tennessee. And, uh, I go to Nashville and I had a really good bull, Tom Teagues. I can't remember what his name was, but he, he, he bucked me off and, and, uh, broke my freaking pelvis. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, here I am. I'm like, you know what? Uh, I'm thinking at the time, you know what? I'm done. I, I, and, and, and my focus wasn't there. My, my, my. Right vision and all that wasn't there it was kind of like i was just going through the motions right so and of course that you know going back home and stuff you know had a bunch of people said oh you know you're going to come back better and you got so many mineral titles and this stuff well you know i went to i went to riding not because i loved it anymore but i went to riding because that's what everybody else expected of me. that's what everybody expected me. you that know that was their identity I, I of you everybody yeah. else than myself that's right that's right yep so and that and that's a hard thing to do because when you're not doing it for yourself and trying to do it for everybody else, you know your 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 goals and your vision is not not really the same. And uh, you you put a lot more pressure on your on yourself. You know, back when I was really riding good, you know, I didn't care what anybody else thought of me or this and that. I said I'm there to ride bulls because I love it. Right. Yeah. So two. 2010, I, I, after my, I break my pelvis and stuff, I'm, I just set out and I'm going to get healthy. And, and uh, so 2010 rolls around and, and uh, shoot, I'm, I'm going and I'm winning and, and having a good little little start. And I win the uh, Extreme Bulls down in, uh, what's that, somewhere down South Texas. I can't remember what the name of that town was. But uh, I was entered in Austin, too. And uh, I, I'd, I'd placed good. I'd actually won the extreme bulls down there at austin and they they had two extreme bulls in the rodeo and all that and i make some really good bull rides down there well then comes time to the rodeo i had this bull and i mean he just slams me on my shoulder and bucks me off and and i'm kind of hurt and i said you know what i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna go home and and uh just get healed just get healthy so i go home and i remember at the time all the buckles and saddles and stuff that i won was at my dad's uh he had a big 40 foot connex trailer and all that stuff was in there and i was living in the sulfur springs at the time and uh i go there i i, I stopped by there one day and i get them buckles and i i go to my house there in sulfur springs and i throw that box of buckles in the corner and uh, i get up the next morning go to church and i had some time i got dressed and everything i said you know i'm gonna clean one of these buckles up and so i grabbed one of the buckles and i take it into my bedroom or to the bathroom and i start polishing on it with with toothpaste you know you know them buckles get when they're just all tarnished and dirty (laughs) and everything and and, uh i'm sitting there and i'm I'm polishing on this buckle and and when i look at it it was from the extreme bulls finals and i remember the the great rides that i made four rides that that weekend and stuff and and i just kind of kind of 
had an empty feeling. And I thought about what everybody else expected me to do, everybody else wanted me to do, and this and that. And uh, and the Lord kind of spoke to me, and he says, when you put your identity in anything other than me, then you tarnish. And I just kind of jumped back, and that's what I was doing at the time. I was I was riding bulls at the time when I really didn't want to ride anymore, but it's what everybody else expected me or wanted me to do. And I remember David Polish cleaning up that buckle, and it was kind of like the Lord spoke to me again. He says, when you put your identity in me, then I polish you up and I make you shine. And that yeah. buckle was just beautiful, brand new, shiny. And, and at that <clears> moment, I said, "You know what? I'm I'm done. I don't I don't have to do this anymore." Right. And, and it was it was uh, it was kind of bittersweet because you you've done something your whole life, and, and you know it, it's it's over with. But you know, I had a I had a really really good good run at it a good go a good career and 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 there there's no there's there's no regrets that's awesome you Matt. Know? that 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 right there is is that that's that's outstanding that's outstanding when so when you when you was polishing that buckle um you you were just polishing it to wear to church you didn't you 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 uh you didn't know what was fixing to be say, said to you or or feel. No, sir. You know, like I say, I was just polishing up to to to, to go to to go to church. You know, to wear it to church. But you know, I, I I've been a believer my whole life, and and uh, you know, <clears throat> I, I might have been done way before I I would have. You know, but it was kind of like maybe the Lord was protecting me for something from further on down the road. Yeah, but. You know, but through that process of those those months being off, you know, you know you can do something, but but the the doubt starts creeping in, and, and that's the thing about bull riding is is you know, like the title of your podcast is Think Rank, and that's what in everything that 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 you do, you know, there's I've seen so many guys in my life that had so much talent and that could really ride, and and and. You know the mental side of this game is 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 tough, and and one of my fishing buddies that I go with, Jeremiah Wilder, and, and Jeremiah could, I mean, he, he won the high school deal, and Jeremiah could ride, and he could spur him, and in a couple of weeks we was out fishing, and of course we talk about bull riding and stuff, and he said, you know, he was he was kind of his biggest worst enemy, but you know Jeremiah he he bodybuilds now, and. He may be working, he may work all day or work all night, but he's going to have his butt in that gym maintaining his body. I mean, he, he works at it to, right. to, to now, and that's the same that's bull riding. attitude that we have to have in bull riding. No you doubt. Know, if you got a job, <clears throat> well, you work your job, and then you come home and, and you prepare for your bull riding. Right. You, you practice Matt. at it, and you work at it, and you take that dedication Can that... that <clears throat> Let me let me ask you a question, Matt. I, I don't know. I really don't want to ask you this question. I feel like it's a private question that I would rather ask you first with just me and you. But I think I think it's been set up, and I think there's too many people listening and, and wondering. How can you go and – fuck it, I'm just going to do it. How can you go from being the baddest son of a bitch at – Rides bucking bulls. That's won more money than anybody. To self doubt. How does that happen? And and, and, and it, it, it's that little guy in our head, David. You know, 
Okay. Because we, we start listening to him and we start believing the lies. You know, we, we start believing the lies. Well, 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 can I do this or, or how long or this and that? You know, we, we start believing the lies of, of that little guy in our head and, and, we can't believe those lies. You know, it's hard to, especially in, in, in today's society, there's so much doubt and, and fear and things in, the, in this, this world or uncertainty. But on, on, on those, on going back to those things, you just got to stand on the word of God, you know, and I'm a firm believer that God has a, has a great plan for each and every one of our lives, you know, but we got to surrender to his will and see what, see what he wants to do in our lives. But just like in bull riding, you know, especially for a guy that that's young and up and coming, you know, you you've got to have that. You've got to kick that little man out of your head, and you've got to believe. You you've got to believe in yourself, in the things that you're doing, the things that you want to do. And, and I mean, I, I remember when I was riding steers, and I was at Grand Saline Rodeo, and it was I was a few months away from having to step up to big bulls, and here I am riding. 500 pound steers to happen to go fishing, get on 1400, 1500 pound bulls. And I remember to this day being back there behind the bucket chutes at Grant's Lane thinking, how am I ever going to get on one of those? Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, my rope won't fit them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it's one of them things that, you know, with, with the self doubt or whatever that is, you, you've got to kick that guy out of your head and, and, uh, you know, believe within your heart. That and that's what Think Rank is, Matt. I mean, that's what my Think Rank podcast is. We talk about that. Um, I, I, I mean, there's people that listen to our podcast, the Think Rank podcast, and there's bull riders, there's businessmen, there's athletes. It's, it's a variety of people that listen to the podcast because Think Rank, just like David Berry Coach Practice, is more than just bull riding. It's more than uh-huh. just bull riding, and um, but um, so so all right. So you um, there's more. I know there's more. I know there's more. But tell me, tell me the story. You told me this story the other day. We're talking about like bucking bulls and stuff like that. You know, you're you're picking my brain. I'm picking your brain. Well, you tell me about the the. I think was it Mesquite Rodeo that had that bull? Um, or it wasn't Mesquite. It was. Um, that little bull uh, that you just tell me about that it was like used to be a roping calf. Oh, that was Pandora's box. <laughs> tell me, so, so people, you know, pe- yeah. I know people listen to this podcast remember Pandora's box. Tell the story. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, Pandora's box was a bucking son of a gun. You know, he went to the PBR finals and NFR and all that. But he come from Mesquite Rodeo, actually. Uh, a guy named uh, David Hale bought him. He, 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 he bought calves and stuff out of the cell barn. He bought a set of of calves and, and Pandora's box used to be a roping calf there at uh, Mesquite. Well, they used to have these buckouts there at Athens, Texas on Tuesday nights, and uh, there was a guy there, and this was right after I'd won the UPRA, so you know, I'm fresh out of high school and I'm kind of cocky and all this stuff. Of course, I just show up to, to Athens that day, you know, just gonna watch, just hanging out, you know, and the guy there is like, yeah, this is. This is my next fraternity bull. It's of course, he's about a three-year-old at the time, but he's a little bitty old sucker. He's about the size of a steer. And they're like, yeah, man, can't nobody ride this sucker. And I was like, 
I'll ride that son of a gun this flank rope in tennis shoes. So, so we'll get on him. I said, okay. So I crawl up on him with a flank rope and ain't got no vest or nothing. Just pull a flank rope and man, David, that son of a gun kicked out of there and kicked over his head. Hop skip about three jumps. He turned back to the left, and when he did, he sent me about twenty feet head first into them daggum panels. And I mean, he just made me look like a fool, you know. And I'm thinking, man, this little old steer done did this to me, you know. This ain't happening. So I show back up next week, and I got my bull rope, spurs, shafts, everything. You know, I'm gonna ride this song. I'm showing this. That was just a freak deal. So I got on him with all my gear and everything else. He did about the same thing. I might have, I think I lasted probably a jump less than the first time, but the same result. He hop skipped out there about three, turned back to the left, and he sent me flying about 20 feet head first into them panels. And I was like, yeah, maybe he is the real deal. (laughs) But I used to have have that buck out there in Athens and, and, uh, we, we'd get on so many bulls on, on Tuesday nights there. And, and, uh, you know, there's, we made some of them bulls was, was some ranked bulls. And that yeah. guy actually, he ended up selling a bunch of those bulls, Tino Martinez. And there's yeah. one bull that comes through there named, uh, Buckwheat that he ended up going to PBR finals and stuff. But there's okay. a lot of good bulls that come through there, you know, that we used to get on as practice bulls. Yeah. What and, about bull uh, riders? Would, 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 I mean, so there was all these good bulls. Besides yourself, who else come out of that practice pen that went on to something? Well, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that, that uh, you know, of course, guys I rodeo with, we, we practice there, Bandy and, and, and uh, Jeremiah and those type guys. But there was a kid at the time, Aaron Pass. He, he was a young kid, and I remember Aaron going up there, and he's Brian Richardson's cousin. And Aaron would show up there and get on lots of bulls. And uh, Aaron made the NFR one time, and, and – uh, I think he made the PBR finals one time, but, uh, there were some guys there that, that really had a lot of, a lot of talent too, David. But, you know, just like we, we, you can have all the talent in the world, but you got to have a little, little direction on where you want to go also. I know? was just fixing to say that to you, Matt. I, and that wasn't a loaded question I gave you. I mean, it was a tough one I gave you, but it, it ain't about. It ain't about how good you are. It's about your goals. What do you want? And, and what are you going to, where are you headed? I mean, you know, if you're, if you have to have a direction, you can't just be a wandering person. You got to have a direction. You have, you got to have a goal. And when you have a goal, you're going to put the work in to achieve that goal. And when yeah. you achieve that goal, there's going to be more. There's, there's, there, when you get to a certain point, you're going to see more. And, and that's where I, I want to bring you back into this deal is that, you is the baddest man on the planet in 05 with a bull rope. And then things just kind of fell apart on you every year, just like one thing after the other. But you never gave up. But I, I'm still curious about the self-doubt. And that's something I'm going to pick your brain in private uh, to, to bring back into Think Rank because I want to know. Uh, there's yeah. a lot. There, you, um, you stand alone in 05. But you share a hell of a story that a ton, millions of people can relate to, 06, 07, 08, 09, 10. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. 05, you're, you're fucking, you're the man. You, you know what I'm saying? And, and <laughs> you know, everybody wants to be that guy, right? Yeah. But 06, well, 07, know, yeah. You know, David, just like talking about that, you know, I, I, and it's like in business or whatever. You know, I've, I've seen guys have so much talent 
on farms like welding or, or building or bull riding or stuff like that. Right. And, and they don't they don't take that opportunity to tap on that. You know, that's right. And, and, and because they don't really have a direction. They or, don't know. Or, or, that's right. Or, or whatever that you know, like yep. as far as like bull riding, I, I, I've seen I've seen so many guys in my life that could you know could outride me or, or, yes. or have more ability and more talent. But it was just that direction, and there's other obstacles that come in there. You know, I've, I've seen guys that get off on drugs and everything else, and, and it, it ruins their life. No doubt, no doubt, Matt. When I and 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 uh, my first year, I was rookie of the year in 1988. January, I'm headed to uh, Denver with Lane Frost, and we got his saddle in the, in the van with us, and we're headed back to Quanah, Texas. And uh, on the way, he tells me, he said, the o- I won the world, but the only reason I won it, because I wanted it more than the other guys did. There uh-huh. was other guys that rode better than me, but I wanted it the most then. Yeah. And I think it goes back to what, and I think you said this too, and Don, I've heard, Donnie obviously wouldn't have said it to me, uh, but, um, but he, you, I think you said it. Donnie said, you think winning one go buckles hard? Win another one. Yeah. What it takes to just win that one. But Lane said, it ain't, I was the best. It was, I wanted it the most. And what Donnie's saying is, the next year, you gotta want it the most again. And then oh, the next yeah. year, it, it's yeah. basically David. You, the, the effort that you put out the first time, you're going to have to kind of double that self, and, and, and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta hold yourself to kind of a higher standard, you know. And, and you know, my hats is off to the guys that that's one one or even more or 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 much. But you look at a guy like Trevor Brazil, you know, he won so many, but he never quit working at it, and still works at it to this day. Yes, you know, and and, and that's one thing too, you know. Uh, uh, a true champion, he's gonna outwork. He's gonna outwork the competitors. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna put in more work. He's gonna, he's gonna just, he's gonna put out that that effort. You know, he's gonna, he's gonna make those sacrifices. You, you know, know, Matt, I, I look at because in my mind, I'm sitting here, you know, talking to myself, but I'm thinking, uh, t- uh, I'm thinking to myself, I should say, but um, if you didn't have. From 06 on, if you hadn't have had those injuries, how many gold buckles would you have won? Because every time you started the new year, you're winning it, right? And, and I mean, you you talk, you tell the story of, well, I was fifty thousand dollars ahead of second place. Fuck, I needed to win fifty thousand just to get in the top twenty. You know what I'm saying? You're fifty thousand ahead. Of <laughs> well, you know, that, that's really a question guy, I couldn't know? answer, David. If I if I would have, how many I would have had, or if I would have had another one, you know. But but it goes back to talking about like 2004. You know, I as long as I gave it my very best. Every time I know that I didn't leave nothing on the table, that I put out the best effort that I could have, you know, to me, I was satisfied with myself. You're at you know, peace and, with and, yourself, and ain't what, you, Matt? What, what you're, you guys you're, need to understand too. Now, if you're if you're taking the necessary steps and you're 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 practicing and you're trying to get better and you're getting them basics and you're giving it your every very best every time, you know, win, lose, or draw, you know, you ain't got nothing to be disappointed in. But you never looked at yourself every time you was winning the world. You never looked at yourself as like, 
I'm the shit. You was the same. What, what was last week? You you kept talking about that you was second, and there was somebody ahead of you, even though you was leading it. You always looked at it like I, I'm I'm in second place. Yes, sir. And, and you know when I rodeo, David, I I never thought that I was any better or any worse than everybody than anybody else. I, but I had the attitude inside that I was the best. But if I was out of bull riding with 20 guys, I thought to myself that any, any minute one of these 20 guys can beat me, but I'm not, I'm not going to be intimidated. I'm still going to believe that I'm the best. But I, I but I guess that's kind of contradicting myself. No, but I never no. thought of, of myself as, as any better or any worse because I thought about it. Well, this guy's here with the same goal. Yeah. I yeah. want to be better. Um, Holly's got, Holly's got her hand in the air. She wants to ask a question. Matt, is that okay? You bet. <laughs> David's given me permission. <laughs> no, I, I I just have a lot of respect for uh, how you present stuff. You know, I won this, I did this, but at the same time, hey, you know, I fell off or I did this, and it wasn't like, man, you just this, you know, you're not making excuses for what happened when you did it. And I have a huge amount of respect for that. And you talking about things afterwards, it with y'all when y'all talk about some of the stuff. It reminds me when Angel Cordero the. Um, racehorse jockey he's won thousands and thousands of races you know and whatever when he retires and they're you know everybody's talking great about him and this that and other whatever and he just has tears in his eyes he's like well what am i supposed to do with my passion now you know because he can't his body says no you can't ride racehorses at that level anymore and that's the only level he knows how to ride them at and wants to so what does matt austin do with his passion now you know and, and that, that's a that's a great uh, uh question holly you know because a passion is such a big deal and and uh you know and i was passionate about bull riding uh, i was pa- I've, I've been passionate about it my whole life i was passionate about cows and horses and everything else and and you have that passion in the in there you you've kind of got to turn that passion into something else you know like for me now that, that passion is my family and my kids and, and and you know wanting to see of course i still have I still have a drive to compete and win, but I work. I, <laughs> you know, there, there, there's that, that competitiveness. I still have that competitiveness, but I don't have nothing to compete. But I, right. I try to channel that into my family and say, okay, let's see what, what, what they're going to do or what they're going to be or, or help me to take that, that same passion that I had for, for bull riding into my family or my kids or my everyday life. You know, Matt, and, and that's a hard thing to to do. What is your family? Tell tell us about your family, your wife and your kids. Oh, I, I I've got a great wife. You know, of course, me and my wife we've been married for for seven years, and it was a funny thing. I, I've kind of known her my whole life. Uh, she she run barrels and stuff, and I used to see her. Uh, we used to put on all the region rodeos. Of course, I didn't compete in region. We was always putting them on. I was I always picked up bronc and stuff like that. And I remember seeing her at these at the rodeos when I was younger and stuff, and and uh, she's just so beautiful. And I thought, man, she's way out of my league, you know. And and, uh, and it it was it was pretty funny how how we we got together. And, and I'm thankful for for Facebook. So I guess this was about 2000 and early 15. I was picking up Bronx at Mesquite uh, for Stay Smith and and uh, roping Dragon Bulls and stuff. And and, and of course she she had been married prior to me and. And, uh, well, she was going, she was entered that night under her maiden name. And I'd seen her. That's the first time I'd seen her in a long time. I was like, 
well, maybe she's not married, you know? <laughs> so I went to I went to Facebook creeping after that. Oh. <laughs> you know, I was checking this, that. So finally I just got up the nerves. I sent her, because on her relationships status, it didn't say anything. So uh, I, I, I sent her a question about her relationship status. And she was single, you know, she'd gotten divorced and stuff. So we had, uh, we went out on some dates and stuff and bless her heart. When, when, when we first started dating, we'd been dating for four months and we didn't get to see each other that much. I was running that ranch in Tyler and she'd come up to see me, but the whole time that, uh, she came up to see me, I was working, you know, but, yeah. Yeah. but uh, I guess she, she fell in love with my, my big ears and my glasses and couldn't resist <laughs> me, but uh, she, She's a she's a school teacher at the time, and, and uh, she she's a she's a great woman. Now she she runs a store down there in Bryan College Station, and, and uh, we've got I, I've got a stepson that's twelve, and then we got two of her own. We got River who's six, and she's uh, crazy as her dad. You know, never meets a stranger. And then I got Catch, he's five, and he's uh, he's verbally autistic. He d- he doesn't talk much. Okay, but he's 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 smart as a whip. And, uh, he, uh, he's, he's pretty funny. Of course, he don't, one of the, one of the deals is he's got sensory issues and he don't like to wear any clothes. So he gets home from school and he walks through the door and he's naked. I used to date a girl like that. Huh? I used to date a girl like that. (laughs) Well, I told my wife one time, I said, I was sure we should take after our boy, you know. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, bless, bless my wife's heart, you know, she's, uh, of course, I'm, I'm pretty open, you know, I'm, I'm a book. If I, I'm going to say what's on my mind or this, that, I might say something out in public, you know, but she, she still puts up with me. (laughs) That's awesome, man. That's awesome. but it's a good deal. But no, I, I, David, what y'all got going on, you know, with this podcast and stuff, I, I think it's awesome, you know, especially the coach practice and stuff, because that's what these kids need. Because, you know, the bull riders aren't, aren't what they used to be. I remember going to, to open rodeos, you know, five minutes from my house and that'd be 40, 50 bull riders. You know, now these amateur deals, they might have 10 bull riders for a three day deal. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and and these guys that are aspiring to be bull riders, they need to they need to go and get coached, and they need to get the fundamentals down, the basics, and they need to get their style and their technique before they go enter and, and just mm. wasting their money. You know, don't do it because your girlfriend wants to see you ride at the rodeo. Man, you just said something. You just yeah, you just said something, Matt. That uh, I'll have to hit on it later, but style. They got to yeah. get their style, and I'll hit on that later on. But uh, that's a badass. That's a badass statement, and that's why I got you on here um, because that that right there, that, that even Holly's writing it down for me now. I mean, that's a badass statement. Something that I don't need to forget because there's an ingredients to winning, and style's one of them. That's 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 yeah. awesome. That's awesome. And, and you know, I, I tell guys that 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 you know, that'll come to me every now and again and help them. And, you know, I'll go back and watch some of their videos and their buddies are on the back of the chute hollering, move, 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 we're doing this. And I, he said, what do you think I need to do? I said, first of all, what you need to do is tell all them guys that, that don't know how to ride bulls and telling you to ride bulls, shut up because all that stuff ain't helping you. <laughs> you know, 
I love you hear it. them all the time. You that's a, that's the worst statement I can think is move, 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 move. I love it. You know, to me, you don't I love it. you don't have to move that much riding bulls. I mean, you go back to the to the old times. You watch old Jim Shoulders and how he just they slid up there and stuck his chest out, stayed on their rope, but it was <laughs> Come bull three, four inches to the front, step back <laughs> up. You know, bull turns back. You know, there's not a lot of not a lot of not a movement going no. on and. and <laughs> You know, my dad said something the other day on on Facebook. He said, uh, "Guys, your 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 free arm it doesn't have a brain of its own. You can stop it." You know, and then I, I seen Cody. That's I seen awesome. Cody Custer had a awesome. deal about the the move that it needs to make, and it's more with your your body and your free arm. Just a guide. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. it. Well, it's like it's like you're talking about the guys in the back of shoot yelling. It's like every barrel racers video. There's somebody in there yelling hustle. It's like seriously, it's a timed event. They got that part down. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all he established. That'd be like having one of those guys coach me. If I was on the, I could hear him in the back. That'd be like me standing out there trying. Of course, my wife runs barrels. That'd be me out there trying to tell my wife. Push them, push them, or turn. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, so I'm not going to say anything. She knows what's, what's right and what's wrong. You know? I'm going to say no anything. Bear down. <laughs> I love it, Matt. I love it, Matt. Well, listen. Like, I, I'm gonna... know, and, and that's so funny is that, you know, you have people that, that, that will, and of course they're just trying to help. I know that they are, but regardless, your subconscious mind is going to hear something and it'll take it in. Yeah. Oh, no your, doubt. Your, sub, your subconscious mind hears something over and over and over again. Well, you're going to think, well, well, maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. Yes. That, that's that's what Think Rank's about is for us to start understanding that. And w- it, because Think Rank is about, I, I relate it to bull riding, but it relates out from there past that. There's so yeah. much more. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. And 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 so a, a couple of things, and I'm gonna wind this down. We we got it rock and roll here, but um, so so as you talk about getting hurt, um, and 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 oh five, uh, you're the baddest man on the planet. Oh six, oh seven, things start breaking apart on you, and it wasn't you bucking off; it was your bones breaking, stuff breaking on you. And uh, I know with with barrel racing, I've married a barrel racer. That I found her number at Mesquite, Texas, in the in the bathroom. It said, uh, but anyway, um, I, so I called. Anyway, I call the I call the I call the number, Matt. I call the number. Anyway, but so it, it's 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 who wants it the most at the end of the year? Who wanted it the most? Not at the end, but every time they nodded their head or or went in the arena. But it's also who stayed healthy. You know what I'm saying? And in barrel racing, it's them horses. That right there is tough. Keeping an, an athletic horse healthy, you know what I'm saying? And then in bull riding, keeping a man healthy, let alone wanting it the most. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. so much. There's so much that comes into play in business and 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 coaching and life and everything. There's so many other things that come into play, but it all starts with we have to think rank. We have to think rank because shit's going to happen. Shit's going to happen, but we have to think rank so that we can, when it, when, when our bones heal, we can still move on and still be in first place, if not just a little bit behind and catch right the fuck back up. Thinking rank yeah. is everything to me. I mean, I mean, it's a bunch anyway. And, so. and you know, David, what you said about, you know, like being healthy. And, and I heard JB Moody say it one time. He said, hey, 
and it was pretty good. They somebody asked him if he is healthy, and his exact words was, "Shit, no, I ain't been healthy since the first time I got on one." You know, and that's that, that's that's a part with an athlete or a horse when it starts performing, it's starting to break down its body. So we got to find ways that's going to keep our body to maintain. Also, yeah, yeah. you know, as far as you know, like our knees, you know, riding a bike or doing this or something, because the moment that we start performing. We're already breaking down our body, but They're we've got good. to find ways to keep those muscles strong, and we got to no find doubt. ways to maintain no that doubt. our bodies will last. No doubt. And if we, and then when we do have to push the pause button to have surgery or to let something just heal, we still have to be thinking rank. We still got to be doing something. We can't just sit on our ass and just wait. That that's. And, it, and you're right, David. You know, I, I dealt with depression for a long time. Still do sometimes. Until you met me, until you met me, Matt. I'm not going to let it define me and say pity, oh, poor pity for me and lay in bed all the time. I'm going to get out and do something. If it's just going out in my pasture and pulling up goat weeds or fixing a fence or doing something, you got to do something to keep yourself busy and keep yourself motivated. You know, yeah, Yeah, there ain't really no purpose in me. Somebody asked me the time, so what do you do for fun? I said, well, I'll go out there and I'll pull goat weeds up out of there in my my cow pen. They said, well, what's the purpose in that? I said, there really ain't no purpose, but... The goat weeds won't be there no more. That's right. That's right. And I did something. I, I distracted my mind. I distracted. And, um, yeah. So, so Matt, moving forward, man, I, I just, I'm going to roll this thing off here. But, um, yeah, you, you might have fucked up by answering my uh, <laughs> phone call. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I, I won't let you. I won't let you uh, down. I won't let you. Uh, there's more. You know there's more. I know there's more, and we're going to clash them and, and, and pull. You talk about pulling goat weed up. We're going to pull that motherfucker or that son buck in our mind. We're going to pull him by the roots up. So you already made a good No, no, no. No, I want to. Yeah. <laughs> Matt. Listen, Monster Bull, you're a part of the family now, man. You're a part of the well, family. I sure appreciate it. You, uh, people love you, and they love what you're saying and stories. And um, I, I just, I got a feeling you've already helped some people in this podcast. That we don't know who's listening and watching. And I had somebody tell me that. It's Cheyenne one time. They said, David Berry, be careful what you do and say because you never know who's watching and listening. Now, I fell from hell from all that shit. But listen, there is somebody always listening. There's always somebody paying attention. And we don't know them. And those are the ones that that make a difference. And uh, But there's a lot of people listening to you right now. What would you, your advice, and bull riding, when you slid up, not advice, when you slid up on that bull that's never been rode, and 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 oh five, and you're just like this. Some bitch has got a, a back on him wider than a freight train, and he's never been rode. What was you thinking? How did you feel? I, you know, I, I when I slid down there on something like that, David, I, this this is the greatest day of my life. I said this is going to be the greatest ride I've ever made. You know, even if I got bucked off, I would tell myself, you know, this this is going to be the greatest ride ever right here. Okay, this, and- this is this is going to be it. Right. Now the gate opens, Matt. Now the gate comes open and he comes out of there. Now what? I know you're not thinking. You know, it was just, it was, that was kind of like it was. It was just like the harder he tried, the harder I wanted to try. You know, I wanted to be that much. I want to be one more batter, you know, and that's kind of how awesome. you think in your mind. And, and it was like, 
Is this all you got? No doubt. That's like Pandora's box. I mean, it didn't work the first time. First thing you're going to do is go grab your stuff and come back and try it again. Yeah, and you know, and he, and he bugged me off. But you know, I still try to get on him again. And, and you know, it was it was at the Bull right. Hall of Fame deal. I met Randy Majors for the first time. You know, oh Randy wow, Majors. yeah, he's, he's an old school <laughs> wow. bull rider. You know, been in the yeah. NFR. Oh yeah, a bunch of times. And yes. Randy was was a great bull runner rider. Up, runner up to just, the world. He stayed, he, st- he stayed too long, you know. And it was funny because I was talking to him there, and and, and Randy seventy something. He's a hoop, and he said, "You know, I was up here when they entered when they." inducted bodacious in here and he said pam was up there giving her speech about it she said well how many in the room's ever been on bodacious and he looked around and nobody raised his hand randy said i raised my hand they said you got on bodacious he said yeah i got on when i was 49 years old in kansas city Missouri. <laughs> 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 and michael gaffney i talked to him there that night he said yeah he's seen it he said he didn't sure did try and you know he said I'd, I'd like to see randy on him when he was in his younger days because he probably would have wrote the son of a guy. that's but, right uh, that's right Randy, he's been runner up to the world to Donnie. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, Donnie had to outride him to, to win a go buckle, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. That's a yeah, somebody yeah. right there. Yes, sir. I'd, I'd actually talked to Randy on the phone. He had sent me some pictures and stuff, and I've been meaning to, to send him some. I got him sent out today, and he said, Well, I didn't talk to you and that other boy done forgot about me, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I just been busy. But yeah, he's a, he's a hoop now. He's, he's a good guy. Matt Austin. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with this. You uh, you're an amazing person, man. You got a hell of a story. You you're, you're and you're just getting started. Your purpose in life is just getting started. And uh, I'm just so glad you gave me the time of day. And now that you gave uh, our audience here the time of day, uh, man, they love you. And uh, you're an amazing person. And, and no, never, never doubt that you're an amazing person. I know you don't doubt that you're an amazing person. We're gonna talk more. And, uh, and we're going to bring you back on here more because you bring value to think rank and, and, and think rank is not a, uh, I don't, I don't ask for nothing from nobody. I'm here to help and you're here to help too. You have the same goals and, uh, there's people that probably need to hear more from us and, um, now, now, when I'm solo, uh, you probably have to cover your ears and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Because I will fucking roll. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> it's all yes, good. But, Matt, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I will be talking to you. We'll stay in touch. Uh, think Rank, guys. Right there. There it is, man. I mean, the guy, the man. And uh, he, uh, he, he's, uh, he's an amazing person. So I'm glad he stopped in. And, and, and I wish we could have brought him on our on video. But I ha- also had a friend of mine tell me the other day, she, you know, it's good just to listen to him because we have to pay attention and visualize. And his stories allow you to visualize. And uh, so, but anyway, Miss Holly's giving me the cutoff sign. Um, but we're going to be back next Wednesday. Look at... Um, David Berry YouTube at YouTube go to David Berry what Monsterable and uh, I got ranching shows there you want to hear this again it stays on my live Facebook feed it stays on my Facebook feed you just want to listen to the audio part Holly Holly will be putting that on monsterable.com where you can just listen to the audio part um so anyway until next Wednesday guys think rank stay rank and make bank And I love you guys. Adios.